right. <laughs> this is the first podcast where I'm as oh Rosha God, too. This is your podcast <laughs> Rosha debut. It is. I'm so excited. I needed to have a gown for this moment. <laughs> I'm so sorry I don't have a gown or at God least a sash. Damn. Ugh. Not even a sash. Not even a sash. Tiara. I'm, I'm garbage. <laughs> I'm trash. You're just a trash person. I'm such a trash person with my lack of tiara, sash, or gown. Uh, we'll just bedazzle some stuff later. Yeah, no problem. gosh and i love is it in ireland where you said that they they like yeah when i go back to uh england and ireland oh, okay. a lot of like you know a lot of friends i went to school with and things like that well you know i've like they've called me rosha forever and Aww. it's it's a gaelic version of ross anyway and yeah um but it's it's kind of always been much more to my identity and more of how i related because rosha is such a like a unisex yeah um sounding name yeah and um well i'm grateful for the name my parents gave me and i even talked like before they both had passed i Mm -hmm. had talked to them about that and they said like um they they actually loved the name too and so they're like no that'd be great that'd be fantastic so you know it's one it was one of those things it's like you know i i think i was just waiting for my my own inner self to be to come to the conclusion like yes this is how i want to live this is how i want to identify mm-hmm. and um yeah that became my name now i love it i think it's beautiful thank you yeah. <laughs> thank you um so i'm here with rosha korean <laughs> and you said the last name right too which is I amazing did, I did. thank you i've asked you i've asked you how to pronounce it before, you have so well, yeah, that's yeah, good yeah, though that's good it. it looks just like cream it but looks it's like Korean. yeah it looks like cream but with an n but yeah it's korean yeah um those gaelic names (laughs) um so i want to i want to talk to you about your isu residency that's coming up um and you have a triple premiere happening i do have a triple premiere happening the third has changed though (gasps) okay okay because um so um we were going to premiere a piece for contrabass and encapsulated electronics Mm -hmm. um gaylord dewall was going to be um performing that and he lives in vermont and unfortunately due to to personal circumstances he can't make it out this time um but i will be premiering um another piece that i will be creating there (gasps) while i'm at residency Um, and it'll be a lot of like internal piano things and electronics and things like that i haven't come up with a title for that yet um but that's okay like that's purposely going to be something i'm saving for that week yeah um to just delve in um and then um i'm premiering a piece that i wrote based on um one of reiner maria rilke's poems from his or um sonnets to orpheus um called schöne gespielen and um my really 
wonderful friend Mathen Black, who's a baritone, is uh, going to be coming in from New York, and he's going to be singing that, and I'm going to be playing Waterphone um, along with that. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, come back to that later. Okay. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, me and my instruments. And then um, the, the third the third piece, which will headline the the show, is going to be um, an experimental song cycle called um, "Love Songs for the End of the World," and it's each movement is based off of a different ancient one, um, inspired by H.P. Lovecraft. I don't believe Lovecraft created any of the specific characters that we are going to be um, featuring. But um, other authors who have decided to continue writing things based on the Cthulhu mythos um, created those characters. And I so um, it's basically like these these love songs to the apocalypse and how yeah. these ancient ones, I, it, it, there's like a duality to it. It's about like the ancient ones wanting to envelop and destroy um, with along parallel with like the breakup of a relationship and how um sometimes you know so like you once in a while we love to get like revenge on those people that have broken our hearts and <laughs> destroy them sometimes <laughs> and um so we we, we you know Mathen wrote the the text to that and then i did some of the um uh Rolian language things are like yes. little interludes uh-huh. like like we're talking like 10 to 20 second little interludes between um that kind of like run this course of like this person wanting to just wanting love so badly but also just wanting to destroy everything in their path and just let things implode so um that's, that's gonna very be, like um that's very like Jean Grey, like <laughs> yes, it's 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 very dark, it's very intense, and but we do this in a way where like the original writing for it, I did very, it was very influenced by like Dowland, um, where originally I was writing um with you no know, just baritone and guitar in mind, and then when things like came together, I just decided to um rearrange it for piano and then. Um, internal electronics and the piano i have i'll I'll have a a floorboard i'll be pedaling with the piano with my right foot and then working the sound effects board with my left foot oh my god it's like just up like a pedal board oh my god um and we'll just have contact mics inside the piano and are you doing like individual electronic functions with your individual toes do you have like 10 different pedals or something i have (laughs) god no very tiny that would help under each toe (laughs) i'm Um, sorry that's really absurd I love absurd. That would this be is... really amazing, though, if they made pedals that tiny and that just went under each of your toes. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> um, no, it's basically just like a really big board that I think I think I I will have um, eight pre-programmed um, stamp box like boxes. I gotcha. And so um, when I'm ready to go to like it's five songs, but I will have eight different programs like um, sounds for that, mm-hmm. and um, and then within those eight programmings i'll be able to do different things with my expression pedals Mm -hmm. and other lovely things i 
throw into the <laughs> piano while while things are are going. So I'll be playing Shoes, piano and all that. Rabbits. Shoes, rabbits, vibrators. Um, yeah. Um, all kinds of stuff. Excellent. Yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting. Um, it's it's made me want to go. I mean internal piano stuff has always been such a, a favorite thing of mine as a lot of people know from the great god pan that was last year at the show pan theater but like um like i've also been going into like things like live electricity with in, internal what? piano Wait, yeah what? it's 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 kind of dangerous um <laughs> i'm not gonna lie casually it's kind of dangerous, it's kinda dangerous. <laughs> it is it's 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 um like things like Tesla coils and also like live wiring inside the piano. So mm-hmm. like while itself does not damage the piano, it's a lot of just conductive electricity. Um, I also have to be very careful with how I handle it yeah. as you no know, a, a a living human being. Um, <laughs> trying not to get electrocuted. Not trying to touch things with my bare hands. You know. And um, so, I mean, that's, that's going to be a long process in mm-hmm. coming, but I think I'll eventually do something maybe at Constellation or something with... With those processes as well but oh, that's you know, yeah we'll that's see how that goes cool. but yeah it's gonna be interesting i yeah. i've always loved isu and um you know i went there for grad school and they just like let me do whatever i wanted oh. and i was performing i was already singing and touring you know while i was going to school there and they just let me go whenever and when i got back and did my work and whatever crazy ideas i had they were like by all means go ahead and do it Aww. it was it was great so it's gonna be nice to like i didn't go realize back that there. that was that you went to school there um oh yeah it's this i mean is that kind of how the residency came about like yeah and i also i also started um a fund for arts technology in my mother's name. I did a memorial fund in her name for, um, yeah, the arts technology department is pretty amazing there and and they've expanded very quickly. It's one of the most popular departments now at the university. Wow. And, um, you know, people, no, people want to know more about it. People want to start like, you know, seeing like the, uh, the, how expansive technology can be in the arts. And I feel like it's really important to like, uh, keep relationship with that department and as well as like for, for me to like keep knowledge and, and, and gain more knowledge about what's going on so that as a it musician so quickly, you know? exactly like there's always something coming out there's always yeah. something new and there's always something modifying and changing and so um you know i don't do i expect to keep up with it all the time no but sometimes i, I play a nice little boot camp <laughs> catch up with it you know <laughs> so it's fun um awesome. I think we'll have like VR stuff there while I'm there too. That'll be interesting to look into. Awesome. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to have a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, what is, is there anything else like involved in like, first of all, how long is the residency? Is it just a couple of days or? Uh, it's five days. Okay. Gotcha. Are you yeah. like, like mentoring any of the composition students or any of the performers? Yeah. Usually when I go, I end up like, guest lecturing and then also like taking time out to speak with the students whoever they want and then i'll even have like um quote unquote office hours where if any of them want to talk to me we can um but also like we have open panels where we can talk about um i i think we'll probably be having things like experimental composition and alternative techniques and then also like music business um yeah it runs the gamut and i think we'll probably be probably be doing something like um, like writing for the voice and yeah. things like that too. Um, you know, have you no, know, just you no know, being a singer. Um, mm-hmm. it's, uh, I, I think it's, 
something that they want to get a, a perspective on as someone who makes a living doing that, but you know, also composes for the voice and yeah. in, involves those things as well. Um, so yeah, it's it'll, it's not super super structured, which is nice because mm-hmm. it'll give, it gives me some time. But yeah, it'll be it's nice because I have I'll have like a a big studio in the evenings to really nice. work in until whenever I feel like yeah. going to bed. Yeah. 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 They spoil me. They really do. <laughs> they really are. Yeah. Yeah. I've always, I always feel home there. Aww. Always do. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It's going to be a crazy time, but <laughs> not like we're partying. You it's going to be work. But. Right. But that's, I mean, that's like a healthy length of a residency. Like there's, oh, yeah. you're going to do a lot of stuff. Yeah. I'll be their first artist in residence. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's super exciting. Yeah. Um. So I want to, uh, Come back to the pieces now. Okay. Um, so for this, um, <laughs> for uh, the piece that's, that's based on uh, the Rilke poems, mm-hmm. um, or poem, sorry. Um, it's okay. So can, <laughs> for those of us who uh, might not remember exactly what's involved in a water phone, <laughs> can you give people a quick primer? Water. Uh- <laughs> And and not a phone. Right. Um, a water phone is a microtonal instrument. It's basically like if you pictured two pie pans welded together facing mm-hmm. each other. And then it's several rods of very various lengths going around the edges of those. And then there's a, a pipe that comes out from the middle of those pans and comes up. And um, you fill that with water. Uh-huh. And you can bow tap pluck those rods whatever you feel like doing you can stroke the body you can bow the body you can i mean you can be percussive if you want um also like however you you um tip the water phone will change the the pitch as well and so it's it's been used a lot in a lot of like weird like sci-fi and and horror soundtracking and things like that and um it's 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 nice for a piece like this because while this piece is written in pitch and not in microtonal pitch, um, the piece is basically uh, text text wise is about this um, dancer who um, is at the end of her life uh-huh. and how her her lover is um, re- rejoicing in a very celebratory way of her death is in is is the fact is the fact of like she has not been able to dance for so long and now she'll be able to dance again wherever wherever dimension field she goes to um but um there's something about the text too it's a bit it's not it's not so sad and it's celebratory but there's uh, i think a lot of like um um eclectic wording in it um and it's going to be done in the german um, but we'll have translations. But um, I think there's there's something about like the otherworldliness that also, you know, I mean, Rilke was a metaphysical poet. He'll, I mean, m- like metaphysics was a big thing for him anyway. And so a lot of his poetry kind of takes that embodiment of that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like um, it's not so much as like mourning or sorrow as in like, she she gets to be freer and then we look into like the metaphysical perspective of what um her death is and mm-hmm. how she can finally dance in whatever plane she she goes to next mm-hmm. you know oh. um so yeah it's very it's it's a little more free form that piece is a little more free form mm-hmm. um 
so uh that'll be interesting for sure um is Rilke's poetry something that you're generally into are you a poetry yes. person i'm very much a poetry person mm-hmm. um i actually wrote a song cycle based on Rilke's poems called Metaphysique, and we recorded that at ESS <gasps> for um, uh, my next art song album. Oh my god! Um, you just always you just always have irons in the fire. I, <laughs> you have to. Yeah, it's true. You're absolutely right. <laughs> you have to, and my and the way my brain works is there's always a, there's always an idea anyway. Yeah, I can I can speak forever about the things that are coming up. <laughs> to be honest, but I mean it's a good thing. It's a good thing to have that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay, so the 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 bass piece is not happening. The contrabass piece. I'm yes, sorry, is not, not happening this not time. Happening. Sorry. And tell me again, what is happening instead? It's an experimental piano piece that I am going to be working on. That's right. Okay. 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 And it's okay. going to have things like little vibrators and nice. um. Just just a lot of playing around with that as as well as like sound design. Mm-hmm. Live sound design. Oh, okay. Um, in performance, and I'll be doing all of that myself. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Oh, and also, the are you playing waterphone on the I am. Rilke piece? Yes. Excellent. Yes. All right. Of course, I'm not letting anyone touch yeah. my waterphone. <laughs> <laughs> also, I feel like when we did, do you remember when we did composer games with Kelly Sheehan? Yes. And, um, I wasn't waterphone like one of the instruments that you said that you would write for? Or did yes. I make that up? Nope. I, feel like- I would. And okay. I am. <laughs> did you? Did you? There you go. Yep. Did you have a waterphone then? Or yes. Have, oh, okay. oh, I've had. Oh, yeah. I've had. I've had waterphone for about five years now. Oh my god! So you're just like a waterphone veteran. You already know everything there is to know about waterphone. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I think. I think that's the thing. Is like, there's so many different. Like, there's no like established brand notation for it. Oh. And so I've been looking to have like, um, especially lately, more French um, manuscript, uh, like manuscripts of. Um, like uh, notating for waterphone uh-huh. and and different techniques and things like that. So I've been kind of like trying to soak a lot of that in too. Mm-hmm. Um, so because usually I've done a lot of graphic notation with waterphone, and now I'm trying to do a little more like more solid notation, more musical notation for waterphone. Okay. Um, not 100 percent possible, but I'm trying to kind of change my notational skills when it comes to that Maybe instrument. Maybe you're you're establishing waterphone notation. You're the waterphone notation pioneer. Maybe. Maybe that's what's happening here. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I doubt, <laughs> I doubt it. But <laughs> I'm very Hope, excited to see this. <laughs> pioneering waterphone notation. <laughs> it's your future book. Yeah, um. there you go. It'll be like five pages. <laughs> It'll be a really enlightening five pages. It'll be excited. on Kindle for about 15 cents. That sounds great. Yeah. That sounds perfect. I'll just affordable. give it for free. It's fine. Yeah. Everyone deserves to know more about it anyway. It'll be on like the Apple Books store. Oh, <laughs> hell yes. <laughs> Um, okay, so the, the love songs for the end of the world. Can you, um, I mean, I know a little bit about the like cult of Cthulhu and, and all mm-hmm. that. Um, can you tell people a little bit like just basic stuff about like the Cthulhu myth just so they understand like what the ancient yeah. ones are and all that stuff? Well, Cthulhu is just one of many ancient ones. Right. Um, Cthulhu is, um, no, he's known as, um, the great darkness that lives beneath the sea in a, in a, in a, um, a city called Relier, and um, is which that is, okay? See, I've like never known how you're supposed to say that. I've only oh, seen yes. it. Oh yes, I've researched so much of this. Oh my! <laughs> I actually learned Relier in language so that I can <laughs> I can like know write things in Relier right. as well. So um, it's a very um, useless skill, but whatever. Um, 
but uh yeah and so um it's 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 not a very specific mythology as far as like you know how did Cthulhu end up where uh, right. where he's at or anything like that. But he's he's basically been um, sleeping in Relier under the sea for however many millennia, mm-hmm. and um, you know for for several of Lovecraft's in several Lovecraft stories, he's you know written about some of these cults who are trying to raise Cthulhu in order to bring about the end of the world, and then they can get um, their own ascension and things like that too. And then so based on that, there's been a lot of other ancient ones that then like are in space or on other planets or things like that. There are like they really related. They are like there are there are <laughs> there are daughters and sons of some of these things, oh and God. there are like yeah, it, they're it's, everywhere. Yeah, they're all the related to, uh, to different to different things which is pretty (laughs) insane but um i feel like i feel like that's the coolest thing about a lot of this is that they they don't get into the background so much as the fact that these beings just exist Mm -hmm. and And they're like ominous and mysterious yeah they come to people sort of in dreams don't they some yes okay yeah and is that like the link that's kind of like when uh like don't people hear like in their dreams sometimes like like so, like that language that re- really mm, really ain't, yes. really ain't. yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry i have a hard time remembering how to say <laughs> yes well i mean i mean that, and that's i think i i love that about different like languages mm-hmm. like i have a um i have a premiere in in new york april 7th mm-hmm. i'm sorry I should have waited for you to tell me. Do you want to? Did, did you want to like tell me? No, this, but, um, no. This is a highly unstructured podcast. Awesome. I don't know if you've noticed that. Like, <laughs> we're very casual here. I like being unstructured. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I have a premiere with the new consort in uh, in New York on the seventh, um, and they're going to be doing several performances of um, a, a piece I wrote called the Watchtower Psalms, mm-hmm. and I use a little bit of the Enochian language, which is the angelical language that ah. Dr. John D. Um, kind of discovered and um like mapped out um in the 17th century um he was like queen elizabeth first's like scholar philosopher uh sorcerer like kind of guy right you know um they they embodied all of that back then and (laughs) um fits in one box yeah yeah and he had this like communication with um angelic beings along with um edward kelly who was a medium and so they 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 did all of this angelic communication and wrote everything down and it's this really incredibly complex system of tablets and Holy and designs and everything else too and so um i use some of that enochian in each movement mm-hmm. um but it's mainly english but it's it's yeah it's it's i've always been interested in other worlds and other dimensions and other planes of existence and what's possible of those things so um yeah i was really excited when the new consort was totally into me doing something like that Mm -hmm. um and it's gonna be paired along with the dao part books Mm -hmm. um as well so it'll be an interesting concert i'm looking forward to like seeing and hearing it live (laughs) it's gonna be fun well awesome um these so these pieces that are being premiered at isu um is there anything in particular that you kind of like hope for people hope that people take away from your pieces whether they're you know more of an uninitiated listener or or like you know the 
composition students or the, the students, the com- <laughs> people who are more like from the composer. No, I background. totally know what you're getting at. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think it's just, I think it's me wanting to show the student body of like what's, what's possible because, you know, um, I, I knew as a student that I was capable of doing more mm-hmm. than what, uh, than the resources that I had. Yeah. And I had to make those things happen on my own and, um, which I'm very grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to be able to share with a lot of these other students, like this is what can be done out there in the real world. These are things that you can do mm-hmm. to those people who aren't really like immersed in the world of composition. It's just a way for me to say like, there are things that you can really enjoy and not have all the limitations along with it. And mm-hmm. just because you're like being taught Bach theory, it's not, <laughs> doesn't mean that you have to stick to Bach theory. Right. I can't tell you how many times I've used parallel fifths right. and things. Everybody, like yeah. I love the sound. I'm yeah. never going to be sorry for that. <laughs> I will never feel shame for that. But to be able to like, I, for me, it's both ways to to say like, look, like this stuff is very accessible, and at the same time, you can really go out of your realm of what you've, mm. know, what you're learning in the academic setting as well. Um, and for no, and, and for me, it's just being able to like represent myself as a queer non-binary person, and also showing them like this is the insane things in my mind can create and I'm not ashamed of it. So neither should you, mm-hmm. if you feel the same way and these are the things you want to create, uh, you know, fully embrace yourself when it comes to this kind of, um, you know, when it comes to that kind of creative process. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, so, uh, to learn more about, about you and about, um, the Illinois state, university residency where can people go on the internets to find you well they can go to my website which is still ross korean <laughs> r-o-s-s-c-r-e-a-n as nancy.com um i'm also you know Russia korean pages are up on facebook and um on instagram we'll be, i'll be covering a lot of it on instagram um my instagram is at critical muse one word um and twitter um i am still ross korean but my name's on there on there is rosha so it's a transition i'm yeah. getting through and doing all those changes and of course the internet has me locked down as ross Good. for a, <laughs> oh for a long time i think before it all becomes official but you know it's okay, it's, it's okay. and eventually you'll get your gown and your and your sash, <laughs> your tiara. Some want, just, someone will provide uh, that for you. Audrey, I just want to sparkle. <laughs> Don't we all? It's all Don't I ask. All I want to sparkle and shine. <laughs> you do sparkle and shine. Oh, thank you. You do. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Oh I, your God. bunny thinks so. Yes, my bunny does think so. She's she, she's lounging right she's now. She's the cutest thing ever. <laughs> And she's a black bunny, my which I love. My little shadow bunny. She she's, matches my wardrobe. She does. She matches my soul. <laughs> <laughs> as black as pitch. Oh, my God. Oh, and is there any... Sorry, I meant to ask you. Is there anything else coming up besides the ISB <gasps> residency and that April 7th gig? Funny, you should ask. Mm. Hmm. Uh, yes. So, yes. The, the residency performances happen on uh, march 28th at illinois state if anyone feels like making it out there um at 7 30 it is a f- it is free admission um 
because I just love to give. <laughs> and um, <laughs> that was lame. You're I know. just a giver. You give I'm a and giver. you give. I love to give my art. <laughs> I, I wasn't I mean, lame I mean, at please, all. I mean, please commission me, please. But like, yeah. I would love to give my art when I'm doing fun stuff. <laughs> um, and then, yes, yeah, so New York um, on April 7th for the Watchtower Psalms. And then... Um, I think there's going to be other dates. If you check out the new consort.org, I think they have other dates for that too on the East Coast and when mm. they're going to be performing them, those pieces. Um, and then um, my opera, uh, The Times Are Nightfall, which is the queer sequel to Don Giovanni, um, is going to be in um, the festival. In, uh, I think it's going to be May 21st and 22nd at Opera Fort Collins in Colorado. Ooh. Um, looking forward to that and then um, I'll be doing some little like art installation stuff earlier in May in, in Portland and Seattle which will be nice and I don't have details for any of that yet sorry and then July uh, July 16th and 18th the times are nightfall we'll be making it to Stonewall in New York wow. City um, and we'll be doing like a queer cabaret um, as a first half and then times are nightfall. The times are nightfall. I shouldn't take out the the is um, going to be done as like the second half because it's only like a it's like a 35, 40 minute chamber oh, okay. opera. So um, and yeah, so if you want to find out what happens to Donna Anna and Donna Elvira after the crap that happens in Don Giovanni, <laughs> you can come and support us there and Yay. see what happens. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so cool. Yeah. You have so many, so many things happening. Very exciting. Thank you. Yeah. And yeah, I love just it. Remember to take a look at um, rosskorean.com. Yeah. It is a dot com, right? It is a dot com. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you can keep up with all that stuff. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for talking to me about all this oh, stuff. Oh, absolutely. You have going My pleasure. On. Yeah. I love being able to visit with you because I never <laughs> get to see you. So. <laughs> You have to move it in the city. Then I know I have to like yeah, become we'll a city. Be I need to become a city dweller. Be a city mouse someday. Mm. someday. <laughs> someday I will return someday. to the metro. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.